Okay. Yes. You've had some lovely boys staying with you, haven't you? I certainly have. Nice um, American boys. Okay. Yes. I even remember all their names. That Ethan. Ethan's lovely. I could eat him with a spoon, okay? Well, if you were 70 years younger. If I was 70, how old is he? He's young enough to be my great, 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 great grandson, isn't he? He's decidedly great. Okay, I could eat him with a spoon. I could eat him with a spoon. He is so lovely. Cannibalism would be tolerated. Oh, no, it's just gorgeous, isn't it? And the tall one. Where there's two tall ones, but the one with well, the voice. three tall ones when you think about it, but the ones that we had in the house. We yes, two... that, is, that is very true. One of them with the voice. N- Noah. Noah. Oh, Noah. You like to go on his arc. Oh, Noah. I could go on his arc all day long. Ace, the voice. Oh, that voice, it does things to me, Dookie. It vibrates all around me special places. That um, centaurian sexiness. Oh, I don't know what that word means, but oh, and oh, and 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 the the thingy, Michael. New Michael. New Michael. Mm. Oh, any lovely. A lovely lad. He's so funny. He's so chitty chatty. I like him chitty chatty, don't I, Dookie? You like you, do. you're nice and chitty chatty, ain't you? And you're funny. And he's rocking a tash. And he's uh, rocking in the moustache. Oh, it's just, uh, uh, you know, they're all so funny. And then there's the other one Jack, who Rick- sadly we didn't have here. But uh, uh, yes. Yeah, but we saw him at the gig, didn't we? We Dick? certainly and, did. Yes. Oh, it was a firm handshake. Mm. He had a very firm handshake. Mm. And the curls. And a lovely face. Mm. With a little upturned nose. It's just so gorgeous. And it's just so funny. They were all so funny, Dookie. But quite a beautiful quartet of oh, Dookie. American lads. Oh, Dookie. Mm. Did they need a grandma? Great, great, great. Great, 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 great grandmother to take care of him because I would. I'd move there. I'd look after him. I would. You could become their British great, 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 great grandparent. There's all these comedians under one roof. Aspies are us. Aspies are us. Aspies are us. With me in the studio, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello. And Marsha McDonald. Yeah, peeps, what up? Ooh, that sounds a little bit pensive, Marsha. Are you okay? I haven't had my coffee yet. Why are we recording this when you have not had your coffee yet? It seems it seems bordering on the cruel. It seems bordering on the insane. I think the Geneva Convention has certain rules and regulations pertaining to podcast recording and caffeine. 
Yeah, and I and I got coffee problems lately, Dookie. What's happened? Got coffee problems. Uh, well, you know, I, I I go to the corporate places as as regular listeners will know, right? There are others, and, and I know, I know, I do try to go non corporate, but but lately I have uh, people have been posting on uh, social media. Uh, there are other ways to communicate. Uh, that uh, one of the places I go to uh, doesn't pay its taxes, or it does only to the point where it's, you know, legal, you know, but not ethical, right? Which is just crap. And another place that I go to, I don't know, I think they threw out two homeless people this week in like a really rough way. And, and I'm just like, there are other ways to yeah, remove uh, homeless people uh, from your corporate establishment. Are they trying to drive me into the arms of the independents? But then, you know, like a new independent opened up near us, you know, that I really, really, I like their coffee a lot. And I like their service. But you can't sit in there. They, You know what you get is sit on, in on there? You get like a wooden stake. That's what you get. It's quite a trendy place. We're only a step away from having beanbags in that place. Yeah, well, I would prefer a beanbag because that way I can get my big fat ass kind of, you know, you can, you can, I can nestle my fat ass into a beanbag. But a wooden steak, I'm not sitting there reading a book, right? Mm. When I'm on a wooden steak, it's like, you know, because they don't want you to stay there. They want you to leave. I hear you, Marsha. Sylvia, it's a problem. Sylvia, how are you with caffeine and your morning activities? Dookie, I am absolutely peachy keen. So you don't need caffeine to get started? I don't need ca- uh, No, I've had a banana. Right. Yes. Potassium is the new caffeine. I'm really into bananas lately. Not only do they have potassium, but they also have B6, which is good for moods. Well, Exhibit A. See? See how perky I am this morning because I've had my B6. Exhibit A, Sylvius. Silver Smith, Exhibit B, Marsha, McDonald. Are you getting the dichotomy? Oh, here, there's Dookie. a dichotomy. Yes. Dookie, you've had some guests. You've had a lot of people in the house. We've had a lot of people in the house. Wonderful people, all the Wonderful same. Wonderful people coming and going. Mm. At one stage, we had three quarters of the American comedy troupe Asperger's are us they, they, today's guests yes and they say asperger's they do indeed however new michael who's probably the most anglophilic is that a word it is now he's resorted to the british pronunciation while they've been on the side of the pond i like this he's a, he's possibly the biggest anglophile i've met in all of my years of living here like he just he just you can use the lingo with him and it he doesn't even bat an eyelid i like it yes it's 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 wonderful although for reasons which are mysterious he has decided to use the australian slang for women sheilas to describe women everywhere I like it, though. There was a lot of Sheila's, and I was, because he does it so tongue-in-cheek and with that nice little sparkle in his Mm. eye, I didn't give him the feminist speech about the word Sheila's. Because he was doing it very funny. Noah's voice. My word, he should go into the broadcast world in North America. He's got a wonderful voice, and he, but he sadly wasn't one of the ones that you interviewed. You interviewed two of them. Am yes, I correct? New yeah. Michael and Ethan. 
I don't even know how these. Pe- I've been away a lot. I know you had people around, and and it was good to go see their show with you guys last last Sunday. But I, I'm still not entirely sure how they even came to be staying at your house. Oh, it's an exciting tale of really? Netflix and social media. Really? And adhering to the needs and the wants of creative people. Yeah, none of that really makes any sense to me. We, what? Oh, you saw their documentary on Netflix. Yes. Right. Okay. I, I haven't seen that yet. We it was really, very good. We really, really liked them and thought they were a really funny bunch. Yes. And They're very funny. immediately... Directed ourselves to their Facebook page and had been following the trials and tribulations since the documentary came out. And a couple of months ago, they asked for places to lay their weary heads while in the UK. And oh, right. I, I put up my hand. I put up Molly's paw. Oh, right. Because they were doing lots of couch surfing, weren't they? That's right. Yeah. That must be really stressful. I've done a bit of it myself. Yes. And yes, it is. I, I couldn't do that, Tukey. I couldn't do that. Because I would just be... I don't know. I just couldn't do Yeah, it. I'm with Sylv on this one. I mean, I would just be like, you know, where where do you... You know, can I get some coffee? And I, I that's... My whole world revolves around that kind of crap. And, and it's just, you know... You just... And you don't know what you're going to get with people. True. I mean, you're a nice guy. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, you know, a lot of the time. And, you know, I'm sure you're kind of nice to stay with, right? I'm sure you're very accommodating. Sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, sometimes. And 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 I'm thinking, you know, there's probably some people out there kind of, you know, maybe kind of weird. I suppose in a world in which inevitably and invariably you are going to come across the masses of asses, it is a bit of a Russian roulette in terms of what the hosts are going to be like. However, for yourself, Marsha, if you were to be doing couch surfing in France or Italy, two countries in which coffee is yeah. like a religion, no, you'd I'm, be well catered for. Yeah, I can go out and get my coffee. You know, I get, I'm like Seinfeld. I get my coffee on the outside. Right. Okay. But I'm just thinking, you know, you might wake up. Right. And you might have somebody's lizard sitting on your face. You know, you mm. might have some kind. Not, Is that a euphemism? N- <laughs> yeah, really. Do. I didn't mean it like, you know, not that. I. Yeah. You know, you might just have people who have proclivities that might take some getting used to. I would love to stay with somebody who had like an iguana or like a one of those kimono dragon thingies, mm. because I think I just I really do like a lizard. I like an iguana. I think they're really cute. A night on the reptiles. Yes, I would love reptiles. I once I once stayed with some people and they had a tarantula. They were like these really badass people. Mm. Like they were like proper badass wealth people, like Hells Angels wealth people. And don't ask me how I knew them. Welsh Hells Angels. Yes, they were like properly badass people. And I ended up staying with them for a night because I was in Wales. And they were really, really sweet. Really, really, really nice people, even though you wouldn't have thought so. Anyway, one of them had a tarantula called Lucy. Oh, right. And, Lucy yes, the Tarantula. And she was in a tank. And it was really, really, really... Lucy, bless her, bless her dear little spider heart. She was disgusting. She was really revolting. As far as tarantulas go, 
a four out of ten. Yeah, and can I just... Well, no, I think she was a ten out of ten because I think she was lovely, but she was disgusting. And and falling asleep in that house was actually really, really, really frightening because, you know, obviously, if you're not into tarantulas, all you can think of, what happens if she gets out of her tank? Anyway, the next year, I went back. I happened to see these people again, and I said, what happened to Lucy? And this really badass, hard-ass, leather-clad biker hmm. got tears in his eyes. Oh, no. Because Lucy had passed. Oh, because oh dear. that season when it was sloughing season, which mm. is a really good phrase for me, sloughing season, she failed to slough properly. They have to slough. Right. But they have to slough completely. Is this where they shed themselves? Yes. Oh, God, I'm going to be sick. Right. But yeah, oh, it makes me sick. But yeah, she didn't slough properly. And this poor man lost his Lucy and he got all kind of teary. Oh, no. And then I got kind of teary with him thinking she was disgusting. But I'm very sorry that Lucy is gone. I'm sorry for the loss of your disgusting <laughs> your, arachnids. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't think they're actually arachnids. Oh. I think there's another word for tarantulas. I don't know. Maybe listeners can can email in and say. But I did, I, Because I was going to say arachnids and I thought, no, wait a minute. I don't actually think they are. I don't think tarantulas are arachnids. But then they might be and I don't know. The, the film starring the excellent Julian Sands. Yes. Arachnophobia. Yeah, but... When have you ever had a movie worry about accuracy? I mean, come True. on. You, you know, you've had, like, didn't Brad Pitt play, like, a Mongolian warrior? I mean, I mean, come on. Fantastic actor. <laughs> it's all about the, the A adapting. wonderful warrior. So what I'm saying is, you know, you could end, like Marcia saying, you could end up in somebody's house who's just a little bit off kilter and that and, and it might be off kilter in a good way it's just another something that you have to deal with that you won't have to deal with in a travel lodge mm. there are other hotels i may have described the story on a previous dookie radio show but i've been involved with um offending people the other way where i've been the bad guest Dookie, I can't possibly imagine what you would do. Because weren't you, you you just did an Airbnb for the first time. Correct. And you said that they that they said because they have to evaluate you as well, right? Yes. And you said that they said that you were clean and tidy. Clean and tidy. I, I got away with it. I find that very difficult to believe. <laughs> I mean, Dookie, no offense. Mm. I've just walked past your kitchen. It's been a rock and roll Jesus, week. Jesus, man. I'm going to... It's gonna, been a rock and roll week. I'm going to go out to get some coffee and I'm going to come out, uh, come back and like take care of your kitchen for you. Get the blowtorch out. Yeah, so what? Did you get thrown out? No. The city, Montreal. The season, winter. We wrangled ourselves some floor space at some digs close to the venue where we were playing. This was a tour on a budget. And our merch person, although very, very, very skinny, had a sleeping problem, which required him to use a mask, one of those sleep apnea masks. Ah, uh, yeah, that you normally associate with people who have a, a weight difficulty. Yes, yes. And this chap was definitely on the ectomorph scale of things. Wonderful man. There are other sizes and we love people from all sizes. <laughs> And um, when he was sleeping, he put on the mask and it made him sound like Darth Vader. I was in Montreal. We'd arrived the previous day. I'd had a lot of pooting. 
Which, oh, we like the poutine. Indeed. Yes. So chips, veggie gravy and cheese curd. Yes, gotcha. The perfect wonder, hangover cure. A wonderful thing. In the wee hours of the morning, I started feeling the benefits. Uh, and dookie. to cut a long story short, I was sleeping next to Darth <laughs> Vader, the sleep apnea mask man. Yeah. And I was enjoying some regular reminders oh, of the cuisine that I'm, I'd enjoyed the previous evening. Yeah. So Darth Vader's doing his business. I'm doing mine. Wow. Highbrow humour here. Wow. Unbeknownst to me, our hosts were witnessing this over a four-minute period while trying to make their way to the kitchen to make coffee and tea for us. Darth Vader and Dookie the Farty Man were doing our best to make ourselves the worst guests these people have ever had. Dookie... You're such a polite man. You're so lovely. I apologise so for the flatulence. I would hope so. Mm. I mean, I just, I think your butt is like a different entity to you. There are other entities. Well, because did, you didn't have that kind of thing with with the Aspies, as they call themselves. Oh, no, they were absolutely wonderful. They were so, they were so lovely, weren't they? And I didn't fart around them, so it's all good. Didn't you? No. That must have been difficult for you. I hadn't had any poutine. Ah, gotcha. The thing about the Aspies, can I just say, it's not about the Aspergers, is it? No, really not, not at all. Not at all. And in their show, they address it in the first couple of minutes, and the rest is just a brilliant, absolutely hilarious bit of you know sketch comedy. They're really funny. Mm. I, I just think that if, like, if it was like a hundred years ago before Aspergers had even been invented. Because you invent these things, you know, you don't discover them. Before it had been invented, I think they would have just been seen to be eccentrics, like marvelous eccentrics. And they're just so funny that who cares about the Aspergers? Because they're just really, really funny. I certainly don't. And also just having them around the house and the general banter. We had some good chats. Absolutely hilarious. It really was. We had some very good chats. You know, I got to say that when when you guys told me that, you know, you were we were going to go see their show, I, I was a little dubious, you know, just because, you know, I was because, I don't know, because I, I'm a bad person. And, and I, I was just, I hadn't laughed that hard in a long time. So you had some humble pie. I ate some big chunks of humble fucking pie, Dookie. I mean, why, why, why was I dubious? I'm dubious about any comedy thing I go to, right? Mm. Aren't I? Like when we go to Edinburgh, I'm like, yeah, I bet this is gonna be shit. Were you mindful of possibly having to give concessions due to the Asperger's factor? Yeah, because I've been involved in this kind of thing before because of the kind of work I do and, and where the condition comes first and, like, the talent comes second and, and it can get, you know, just... And then you're, you're in for a night of, like, people being really earnest, mm. you know? And, and I guess I thought it, it was going to be like that and it, it so wasn't. You know, the funny comes first and the talent comes first. And, and see, I'm getting all earnest about it now and because I haven't had my coffee and I don't mean to be. But the funny comes first with these guys. They're just a fantastic comedy troupe. Full stop. 
And lovely lads. If you're listening to this in North America, I guess you have them coming your way. So go see them. Absolutely. They're and I mean be... North America. They're doing Canada and the United States. Indeed. Yes. Uh, last night they did a military base. Blimey. Yes, I know. I mean, just how how odd and exciting. I can't help but think about Spinal Tap, where Fred Willard, <laughs> or an equivalent of Fred Willard, will go, Aspies, you guys are great. We love your comedy. Well, not necessarily your comedy, but the whole comedy <laughs> troupe thing. Can you do some Carrot Top for us? May I start by saying how thrilled we are to have you here. We are such fans of your music and all of your records. That's right. I'm not speaking of yours personally, but the whole genre of the rock and roll. And but hey, enough of my yaki. Marsha, let's get you some coffee. Please, God, Dookie, I'm dying. And Sylvia, do you fancy another banana? I'll have another banana. Have a banana. I have one half of the American comedy troupe, Asperger with me here in this very studio. Hi, my name is Ethan, and my favorite word is babendum. Hello, my name is New Michael, and my favorite word is todger. Todger? Yes. Obviously a fantastic British word, mm -hmm. synonymous with bishop, Percy, Willie, and of course, one-eyed... Trouser snake. Right, they don't have this word where I'm from. Well, they do now. Oh, they, they, they certainly do if I go back. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're going to take your todger and spread it all over North America? Yeah, that's. I'm like the. I'm the screaming Jay Hawkins of comedy. Ethan. Yes. Babendum. The Michelin Man. Tell me more. That's his real name. The Michelin Man's real name is Babendum. It was adopted from a. Um, an alcohol mascot of some form and the name was never changed and babendum is latin for to drink is the latin verb for to drink so the guy who's trying to sell you tires which are safe mm. is it's encouraging secretly... you to drink right while driving presumably have a drink have a drive go out and see what you can find so you are here in the United Kingdom of Great Britain on tour. You're a good what, three weeks into your promotional campaign on this side of the pond. Four, How has it been going? About four, actually. Four weeks. Yeah. Time flies when you're having yeah, fun. Yeah, because we've right. been here for over a month, and it's, it's gone quite good. Right? I had the pleasure of seeing you guys perform in Colchester, the art centre, mm -hmm. a venue that I've performed at myself. A great venue and also Beautiful. a packed venue. Yeah. That was a packed house. Yeah, which was a surprise to us, by the way. That We had no idea how many tickets were sold until we showed up. It was a pleasant surprise. It was a very pleasant surprise. Would say so? Also considering that uh, Jimmy Carr was doing a show up the street. So oh, uh, we were worried, oh no, we're not going to have an audience. But 91 people in Colchester... Um, Decided to come see us, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a hundred, hundred plus actually. Ninety-one was just uh, oh, okay, as of okay, four o'clock, but about nice. Yeah, twenty-five more people that, showed that, up. I yeah. think that was that might have been our biggest audience on this tour. Then yeah, it was at this sold-out Colchester performance. You polled the audience, asking them whether or not they saw the quote unquote documentary entitled "Aspergers Are Us." available on netflix mm -hmm. and it was through that documentary that i first came across you guys and i was surprised the number of hands 
actually surprisingly low. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that um, quite a bit um, more recently, actually, that we, um, we've we been doing that for a while, pull, even before we left for Europe, uh, polling the audience to see how many people had seen the documentary. And um, as you would perhaps kind of expect, it was um, probably higher um, in the U.S., but at the same time, even there, it seems like... Uh, Less and less of our audience is coming just because of the documentary, yep. which is which is great. Yeah, we did. So we did a tour um, of the East Coast um, in March, like sort of like you know. So it was still very recently after the movie had come out. Right, mm. came out back in November. Came, yeah, and was appeared on Netflix in December, um, and also we did you know uh, just a few shows in New York and Boston in January, really right after it came out, and. Um, on those shows, we did when we asked that question. I'd say ninety percent of the audience raised their hand. Right, so that is the the draw, the chief draw to yeah. get bums on seats stateside. Yeah, in since mm-hmm. uh, November two thousand sixteen has been the the documentary. Right. But I'd right. say, but I'd say right. since then we we've done a few shows in the states and say even even by April. Um, the sort of like the wave of the documentary had already faded, right? Because it was yeah. trending on Netflix for a while. Mm. So, I mean, that sort of, um, you know, star is kind of dimmed already. So, and by the time we did, say, uh, the show in Connecticut in, in May. Yeah, right before we left. Yeah, there's already a lot fewer hands coming up for that question. So the documentary provided an obvious spike. Yeah. Oh yes. It gave us. It's a, just that it's a spike. It gave yeah. us, or I'd say, it gave gave us certainly a spark as well. You know, coming here in the first place right. is because to Europe for, in the first place is because somebody really liked the, us from the documentary, and decided to try to crowdfund us to get to Europe, right. and then whilst coming here though, earning a lot more fans by just promoting the show and performing here. Mm. How do you feel about the documentary as such? It's a little bit of a poison chalice. Yes, it's opened up doors, but it doesn't necessarily show the comedy troupe and what you do right. in the best light. We're, we're very grateful um, for the opportunities it's provided. and um, But that said, and, and this, this is something we've always been when been open about you know this is not the movie we would have made we would have liked to see a good bit more comedy it was kind of two two different agendas and, and and by and large that's okay you know yeah um so yeah on stage in colchester noah made reference to the hallmark moments of the documentary yeah we we, we call it um in the in the U.S., they have uh, Hallmark cards. Mm. You, so, and there's the expression of something that's say overly senti- sentimental mm-hmm. and sort of we'd say cheesy or like a puff piece. We'd we'd we'd, we'd say it was a Hallmark card. Right. So, I think uh, to sum up our feel my feelings with the movie, probably mm. all of us we'd call yeah. we'd call the movie a bit of a Hallmark card, and it's strange because that's. And that's just not us. Right. Um, it is. And I mean, to be fair, we do, you know, we do kind of open the door up for us by being up front in our name about the fact that we all have, we all have Asperger's and people are going to be interested in that. But, you know, I do think that um, it, it is, um, 
it is a bit frustrating when uh, you know it's yes we have we have Asperger's you know we will talk about it from time to time but we just want to be known we want to be known as a comedy group that does awesome shows and um uh yeah but you know after all the movie's not as bad as it could have been right right yeah certainly. <laughs> right. indeed <laughs> so the glass is half full i'd say yeah or at least you know 45 percent full or something initially when i saw the thumbnail appear on my netflix screen and clean saw... your screen what Stop clipping your nails on your screen. <laughs> and uh, and I just saw the description and thought it would be a fly-on-the-wall documentary detailing a, a comedy troupe and the trials and tribulations. Oh, by the way, they happen to have Asperger's. And I thought, mm-hmm. right, in the first five minutes, they're going to address that. And then from the sixth minute onwards, I would have forgotten about it and bring on the comedy. And instead, it was more about kind of Family dynamics and yep. capturing yep. meltdowns. Yeah, Me, Michael, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah that was um, you know that was really helping the the director out at that point because I was saw what he was going for and you know there wasn't enough sort of interesting stuff happening. He was really his his movie was going to be a snoozer, um, and this was supposed to be his first big break. You know, he flew all the way to Boston from from L. A. After all, mm. so I said, you know, I I think. Um, I think I'm going to make things interesting for him. So I, I staged a little bit of a meltdown and mm. gave yeah. me some uh, uh, some laxatives beforehand. It was a very elaborate plan. Excellent. And yeah. that aided with the flatulence. Yes. Did you ask what fart? Yeah, I did. You know what I think about? My least favorite thing about you guys is that you smell <laughs> yeah, and like you, you sneeze and you cough. You smell any better. Yeah, and fart all over my bad. room. You with all too. you guys here together, it makes it. Whole. I can't even be in this room. It smells so bad. Actually, I mean, so. we all do it. Yeah. You do it in my house too. Um, I want you guys to leave. I'm not gonna leave. It's 5:30. We have an hour and a half. We need to hurry. Well, I'm leaving. Fuck you guys. Like I can't handle this. Ethan. It yeah. was you. You are the one who yeah, dealt that, it. Yeah, that, that was me. That and was me. Michael, it's, it's not be the one who smelt it. But so I. So th- th- my my favorite quote of the movie from is "Fuck you guys, I'm leaving," and um, <laughs> and, and that's what I said. Of course, that's why. Of course, my favorite quote couldn't have been something somebody else said. Um, and uh, and when the when the movie was um, when they were promoting the movie right when it came out, the the. Uh, the Facebook people, or no, I mean the uh, the people who made the documentary, they had all these really cheesy um, memes they made. Remember that, Ethan? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and and so I took there was one of me, um, with a quote that of an actual quote of me where the and a picture of me where um it, it was it was one of the cheese uh, cheesy sort of quote. Out, you know, he managed to get out of me about like you know having Asperger's means you can still do anything. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inspirational means. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheesy <laughs> means so, really. So anyway, so I took so I took that one and I replaced the text to uh to my favorite quote of the movie, which is <laughs> "Fuck you guys, I'm leaving." <laughs> and and, I and he tricked Noah into fi- Noah was like. Oh God! He made that. You should tell him to take it down. 
And I, I would have, we would have really posted it too, but you know, I, we don't, we don't, we don't do any swears on our Facebook, but we would have. We could have made it like one of those motivational ones with like the the sky and the rainbow or something. Um, yeah, like how they have those. Yeah, <laughs> that you know that your seventy year old aunt might post that right, those kind yeah. of things. Um, there was another one where it was, a, it was a picture of me, but there was a some text as if I said it, but it wasn't in quotes because I didn't actually say it which was i don't obsess i think intensely which is annoying it was a where plank. did that quote come from is that not from the film did no it's not from the film it's just like it's supposed to be like about autism right right and it's it's um it's it's really really annoying actually i hate it so i i was i was honestly pretty pissed when i saw it i every time i would go on the asperger's or us documentary facebook page which mm. is course run by the people who make the docu documentary i'd usually get really annoyed and on the verge of puking by how disgusting that crap is but so i saw that come up and um, so i so i i went and took it and i found a picture of osama bin laden and i put it over me and so now there's the i changed uh -huh. the asperger's or us documentary yep. meme to Osama bin Laden saying, I don't obsess, I think intensely. <laughs> Again, I would want to see that. Yeah. Film. <laughs> I, I realise that particular type of publicity might uh, take you in a different direction. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, might take us straight toward uh, Manhattan. Yeah, well, indeed. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 nice. Oh, boy. Did you use a, a sexy photo of Osama? It, it, was, it was the only. Aren't they all? It was well. It was the one where it was only one where, where I, I apparently on Google Image Search you can choose to search for pictures that don't have a background, so mm -hmm. they're easy to just drop in. Right over something. So else. you're not the first person to use Osama yeah. in a special way. Yes. <laughs> so the work was done largely for you. It was yeah. begging for it. Oh, the internet, right? <laughs> Certain films have used non-standard publicity techniques. The, the Judd Apatow film, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I seem to remember, I was touring the States at the time, mm. there are loads and loads of bumper stickers which just said, who the fuck is Sarah Marshall? But, by the way, speaking of Judd Apatow, yeah. um, so uh, I think Mark Duplass or somebody must have known somebody who knows him or something to get him to tweet about the movie when it came out mm. saying like how uh, he's he's he, he's gonna watch it <laughs> and or, or so he said I how he this. so he so john apatow tweeted is how i just watched this movie and noah responded with our twitter um <laughs> cool did you learn something about comedy <laughs> oh, we never heard back <laughs> <laughs> another one might have been did you feel the film was 40 minutes too short? <laughs> uh, in terms of the, the Duplass brothers, yes. mm -hmm. they produced the film... Mostly mo just Mark. Yeah, we've, we've never met uh, Jay Duplass, the other fellow. This, this is mostly Mark, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, So thanks, Jay, for cutting all the comedy. We know this is your fault. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Fingers are being pointed. That's Jay, right. Yes. Jay, Throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah, listen, Jay, we're going to meet you. Mm -hmm. uh, center of town. <laughs> Sundown. Yeah, well, Shit's going to get real. Yeah. <laughs> And how did you get on with uh, Jay's brother? Well, see, so people have asked us, uh, well, the only times, like, um, like, what, like right after the movie came out, I was on 
Tinder, and I I asked this as you do. Yeah, and I as asked, one does and, just for the laws, right? And, and yeah, I yeah. asked I asked this I I I I matched with somebody, and I asked her, oh, so out of curiosity, what made you swipe right? And she said, I saw the movie. And then the first thing she said after that, what was it like working with the Duplass brothers? Oh. And um, and as I and as I tell as I and she was as Noah would say a dick rider, because it seemed like this. She's just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but there's a different kind of meeting. <laughs> a dick rider, right? That yeah, means that's quite poetic, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, just interested in me because I was in the movie and didn't respond mm. after I said that. I said the answer to that question because he was a Duplass fan. That, well, we didn't really work with him because it was Alex Lehman who made the movie and directed it. Right. And then only after Alex Lehman made the movie and basically had the f- final cut did he show it to Mark Duplass because Mark Duplass was an actor on a TV show, The League. Yeah, actor and like he also directed it. So yeah, he like he was basically Alex's boss, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Right. So and Alex was just the, a cameraman on that show. So then Alex convinced Mark to see to see the draft this is rough cut of this movie he was working on and then mark i liked it enough to to slap his name on it as executive producer basically and add in a few fancier titles and get it on netflix that was basically mark's involvement in that which you know was quite substantial indeed quite quite helpful (laughs) indeed but yeah he wasn't he he what our images he wasn't he didn't make too many um if any uh creative uh um he wasn't I don't think he he was put. I, th- he, he, just, he just liked uh, what Alex had made well, that, by that, and large. Yeah, I think. That, well, that whole bit in the beginning of the movie, but with had like the pictures. Oh yeah, well yeah, that childhood pictures. So I, I think he made it worse in that way. But, the, oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, that was the editing thing. But yeah, but, yeah, but, but that, Aspergers can be cute babies as well. Yeah, well, we it's about our life story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There there was a bit of that. Yeah. You know, um, there were also some uh, compromising photos of Jack, which um, we won't get into, but you can watch that um, if you like. I like. Mm-hmm. And it's on the it's on the uh, extended cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does one find the extended cut? It's uh, you go on Pornhub.com. Oh, yeah. I was gonna. Direct, I have a bookmark. So I'm ready to go. I was gonna direct him to BitTorrent. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on. It's, uh, I think the movie is somebody uploaded it to one of the torrenting sites, so you could get it. It's also on YouTube, so no need to buy a Netflix subscription. Isn't that kind of one Aspie two cups? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Oh, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> well, after I live that down. <laughs> How soon before its appearance on Netflix did you guys actually see the finished article? So we um, went to. We, we uh, got flown into um, South by Southwest in March of 2016, where it premiered. But. Um, well, prior to that, we had seen an initial cut of the movie. Um, and Probably that, a year be- 
Well, year yeah, prior. yeah, a year before. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 this movie was made. This was all shot four years ago, by the way. Yeah, it's um, all when, shot. In, which is quite interesting. It's, but, a, it's a June, July, August uh, 2013. 2013, yeah. And then there's an update 18 months afterwards. Yeah, into, which in ties everything up that, beautifully. That, yeah, 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 that's it's, in uh, 2015. Yeah, no stone left unturned at the end of that film. Right. I suppose so. <laughs> Except for the uh, funny stones. They left, <laughs> well, yeah. they left those unturned. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, so we had seen... Um, the rough cut in um uh of what he had had so far that was actually prior to when he filmed that epilogue anyway um was that at a screening no no, no this, this, right because right. we had an idea with him that like we had final say right on but oh. but the thing is well first of all he actually never asked us if we if we approved of the the very 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 final thing that mark made all those edits right. that mark had but anyway i mean it wasn't terribly different right. it was just that stuff in the beginning right but um but so alex alex first sent us the very rough cut and say something like march of 20 15 and it was um pretty close to how it is now mm -hmm. except for it had even less comedy in it and we sent him back a long detailed reply of all the things we didn't like about or or not even all the things because there's something that you can't even begin you can't even list them all right mm. so there's you know he might think we were being nitpicky but actually it's quite the opposite because but anyway um i don't i don't think he i think he probably who did. knows who but knows any, what goes through his head yeah but then, anyway, so then he got back to us with basically the same movie, but it was slightly different. That had a Less few more, nudity. That had a few, mm. a few more... Um, nice. A few more uh, of our jokes in it, but was by and large the same, and we couldn't... It was like, yeah, you know, we could, can't keep fighting about it forever. We just... So, we, did, we did all we could to make it a, the movie... To make it more like the movie we'd want it to be, but... Um, so, so yeah, so yeah. that, that happened. Then we saw it, um, last March when it, uh, debuted at, uh, South by Southwest and, um, came out, um, seven or so months later. And the thing is, is I never saw it at South by Southwest because oh, right. I was in the theater, but I had my head down the whole time. And my intention was to put my earplugs in, in my eye mask. But somehow both those things ended up not being in my bag that I brought. Although, so I just had my head down the whole time, oh, literally the entire dear. time. <laughs> was it just too much sensory overload for yourself being exposed to your meltdowns? Well, and no, that's the... it. I don't give a, I don't give a shit about the meltdowns. It's but I, I, I hate the. I That's just, actually his favorite part it, of the movie. It, that literally is my favorite part of the movie, but, but well, and the nudity, which sadly got edited. But yeah, again, bit the, torrent. Yeah, but um, but I, I just don't. I just like dislike the movie that much, and it so strange to so upsetting to 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 see myself in that light with that tone, that cheesy like a Hallmark card style tone. I just don't want to see it. And mm. I have, I'd been resenting the movie for years. See, I, um, I started doing engineering school in 2013. Um, honestly, like a lot of this was like, um, es escapism really. Cause I knew the documentary was coming and I, I had a feeling of what he was going to make it into. And like, I just really had well, many sleepless nights thinking, dreading this, upcoming documentary and how much how much i i i hated the whole thing um and i i, I really just uh so i escaped into engineering because it's the opposite of comedy um 
other people escape into a world of addiction or they go traveling, mm -hmm. you explore engineering, chemical engineering yeah. in particular. How very you, Michael. I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, depending on what kind of chemicals you're engineering, it might not be so far off. Indeed, that's a good point. Absolutely, but cause we don't know what he was making in the lab at UMass Lowell. Yeah, well, because in engineering school, you're just so overwhelmed with all your with all your uh, reading you have to do and all the studying you know, assignments, everything. You really don't have time to to do it. I suppose if I was like a, a say a business major or something, I it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked. But chem chemical engineering, yeah, it was my I was too busy to think to think about my uh, how much I hated the movie. So the so basically, if anyone has. Uh, a friend or indeed kids who are thinking of not going to university all they need to do is to be in a documentary made by your man and uh, <laughs> and their educational goals will soon be realized i suppose so or but then when but then the movie will come out before they graduate and um and it'll be uh and they'll so they'll They'll sort of if they if they if they cope the way I have, uh, they'll adapt to uh, uh, make a conscious effort to lose their sense of embarrassment, and their sense because I, I mean if I cared what people th thought of me, I would I would have lost my mind by now because of the because of that doc. So I've 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 endeavored to attempt to lose my sense of embarrassment, and um, and instead just enjoy the publicity the movie has gotten us. And um, and it's now it's kind of a my ticket to to uh, it's encouraged me to to reapply myself to comedy after all, and and now that I don't have the need to do the escape anymore because the movie's out, there's nothing I can do to fight it anymore. It's already out, so I think as soon as that happened, honestly, my interest in chemical engineering really. Yeah, yeah, that's about you when. know to the point where you left the course prematurely, three quarters of the way in. Yeah, Is that I, right? I'd say even more than three quarters. Like you know, uh, you know. I, I, yeah, I mean, but it was. Good. It seemed like for you to have finished it, you would have needed to like I got, delve in for another year or something. Yeah, the other, so. yeah. What it was was like I could only I I I needed to take a course that was only offered in the spring, um, but I I needed a. a, a, a a prerequisite for that course um so I, I couldn't take it last spring or i could so this this past spring mm. and so so i so it didn't make sense to to go this this spring at all so if i'm going to finish university um i've got like one and a half semesters worth of of modules to fit to do but so. I think a more important module in your life, yeah. how about this for a link, is the comedy, is the touring. When the crowdfund got shut, got set up... Um, uh, By we, Sophia. Right, Sophia from Cardiff, um, who, uh, um, who, as we alluded to, is the whole, re half the reason we're, most of the reason we're over here. Um, because she she saw the documentary and then looked like 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 you Andy mm. um, looked into looked into our stuff and thought we were really funny so she said I want to have these guys at um at a comedy festival that's happening out here and um, so we turned that into a whole tour anyway um, she set up a crowd set up a crowdfund and uh, Mark Mark Duplass um, 
uh, agreed to match the fr- uh, donation of a thousand dollars, and he got some guy to donate thousand. Um, yeah. So, so in like nice. five minutes, the crowdfunding was over. Basically, yep. uh, Mark tweeted said uh, said uh, if you guys get to the first thousand, I'll pay the second, and. Right away, some one of his rich followers, a former executive from like Ticketmaster or Live Nation or something, mm. just paid them. So yeah, so we're very grateful for all that Mark has done. We were, you know, he got the movie on Netflix. He paid for the the crowd fund. So he's done a lot for us. I mean, you know, as uh, we're grateful. The the thing the thing about the documentary is, look, you know, we yes, we wish it were different in quite a few ways. At the same time. By sort of Hollywood standards, I think I think at the end of the day, uh, we did we we made out okay, we made out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, um, it's 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 been a net good that uh, I mean, we're, it's been a Netflix, Ethan. We'll we'll be honest. We'll be um honest about um what we think about it, but um don't don't confuse that with you know a sense of being ungrateful you know right from a touring point of view and the performances that you're doing from a makeup point of view what do you think the proportion is of people who are aspie affected either where they may have aspergers themselves or indeed work alongside people do you when you look out there when you do your q and a bits mm-hmm. um at the end of each performance how long have you done the q and a parts by the way about a year I say. right two years i mean i think we started doing them regularly after every show in in 2015 yeah yeah, yeah. we started drexel that's where it started um I think. but but i mean we had done q and a's before then right. just not always after every show right we, we, we kind of figure it out by then that we we should do it every single show right um, I, I have to say because you were all operating off the cuff the q a part was hilarious it was my oh, favorite yeah. part of the show actually. yeah a lot of people say that yeah the sketch stuff is absolutely brilliant sure but uh, it was just great seeing you operate as you do around my house i've had the pleasure of hosting asperger's or us at Help. dookie radio show hq and i've heard stories about people who had the pleasure of being around the marx brothers at home and apparently mm-hmm. you know if the films are great what they were like in the back garden you know having tea and crumpet you know, something else and i feel the huh. same way about you guys where just hearing the the, the banter and uh, right, where yeah. everything goes you guys are naturally funny well, thank you. It's, I mean, not quite as funny as, say, something like Wikipedia. Right. Wikipedia's hilarious. Mm-hmm, I think so. Um, you know, or the back of this uh, Marmite container. But, hey, we're up there. I mean, I, I think Marmite does have a comedic value on, on many levels, just from what I'm told. It's certainly funnier than Vegemite, for a start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Australian equivalent. Right. Weirdly, Vegemite, despite its name, is not vegetarian, whereas Marmite is. Bit well, of a trivia there for you. Well, I suppose, well, if it has, but if, if you consider, isn't the yeast uh, living, though, around in there still, though? Oh, so. goodness, are we, we, we are worried about the life of yeast. Fair enough. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not. But... but now I'm just thinking about, you know, when I eat bread... All the the yeast that just save the yeast, save the yeast. Talking diets, Noah Britton, he's a freegan. Could you tell me a little bit about what being a freegan entails? Well, he's uh, he's a vegan in that, uh, of course, everybody knows what that is already. 
Um, but he'll also eat, but he will eat animal products if it's discarded and not going to be eaten by hmm, somebody. Right. So he doesn't or believe in wasting food. Or if it's sourced from somewhere he finds and this better tr- better um ethics well, be- ethically better right so he doesn't okay so this is where he's not technically actually a freegan anymore where he where he will for instance eat eat stuff he believes it's okay to eat stuff that's hunted in the wild so he will eat uh fish caught in the wild right. and i and also he can't eat soy so he's got this very bizarre diet mm. um and which must make your tours quite interesting when it comes to getting grub. I suppose so, although we don't... That's well, we, we usually just split up for yeah, that, actually. every man for himself, yep. yeah. Um, but uh, it, it is interesting when we're when people uh, want to host us and, um, like, we all say, well, we all have um, different, um, <laughs> different dietary requirements and... Um, yeah, the, the most... but but in uh in, in a lot of, in the three of us's cases it's a um this is a very aspy thing about um food it's not an allergy issue as uh, much as food sensitivities yeah it's not it's not about allergies or ethics right. with me but um with soy we'll come to you in mm-hmm. a moment ni michael with soy and noah's yeah. Uh, issue. Is that actually an allergy or is it just a sensitivity? It is yes, an allergy. Yeah. Soy, soy is an allergy, yeah. Ah, oh, right. Good. Um, soy appears left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah it's everything. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's it must every, be a real struggle. Everything for with vegetable yeah. oil, you never know if it's. And just, this is something yeah. he uh, he recently discovered, actually. Um, yeah, he, he hasn't. Newly developed. Right. He hasn't been um, a vegan with uh, a soy allergy or conscious of a soy allergy his whole the whole time he's been a vegan like this is something that he found out in the last three, three years, years. Right, oh yeah. goodness yeah. Mm-hmm. right and your own food um dynamics yeah michael talk it's, to me well it's kind of hard to explain um there, it's not just anything systemic that i could explain right. easily but um gosh what the hell was i going to say before that though you, you may possibly were you going to talk about soylent I might have been talking about soy. I do love soy. Oh yeah, I was gonna mention how okay how people they want to they want to when they're hosting us they they say what do you eat? What let's go, I want I want to cook for you guys and and it's always so hard to explain to them how that's not a choice. But this wonderful uh, lady in Authense oh, that yes. hosted us, yeah, Annalie, yeah. Mm-hmm. she got a vegan soy-free cheese somehow, and and cooked and cooked. My us, word, that's brilliant! Yeah, and cooked us and cooked us pizza. She, if she you're was, a vegan with a soy allergy, move to Denmark. I guess that's the place to be. Yeah, but anyway, she was the most wonderful, wonderful host. Uh, ever besides Andy, bless backpedaling yes. and much appreciated. Yes. Uh, and uh, so, in terms of the She's European the queen of hosting, <laughs> in terms of the uh, European and British dates that you've done so far, what has been the highlight? Oh boy, um, a bunch of different highlights, honestly. Like, um, like it's been we've met a lot of. Uh, for me, it's all the all the people I've met from Same, all over. Yeah. I would say the world, but not really. Just mostly all over Europe. Mm-hmm. I suppose I met a nice Iranian. Um, so, uh, I mean, so many, so many, I've met more people this, cause, cause, cause I've, I've, I've made a conscious effort, I think, to be more, a little bit more extroverted and outgoing than I mm-hmm. usually am because at home I spend weeks and weeks literally not leaving my house. I'll leave my house one time in a, in a, in a period of a week 
and then because I get my food delivered to me, my soil and delivered, mm. and I'll I I do my working from home, right? All on my computer and my 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 home office I have built mm. for myself. So I don't. Um, so I'm very introver- introverted and antisocial, I suppose, at home. He puts his soil. In, he has a soil and put on a C130, and it comes in every two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, how? What is the longest period that you've gone having sustaining yourself only on Soylent? Um, well, after just a couple of days, I'll probably have um, maybe um, something like a fortune cookie or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You, oh, oh, goodness. I mean, splurge. Splurge out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why don't you? Yeah. Just take the it, fortune take cookie. Take it easy on the calories <laughs> oh, there. Oh, my word. Yeah, or, or you know why... In your future, I see more Soylent. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I... Also, what I do is I buy stuff like nuts because nuts are very good at um, su- suppressing the appetite because they're so low in carbs and so yeah. high in fats and energy. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you're on the Soylent diet, sometimes you can get maybe a little hungry at some time, especially say at night, if I already had my 2,000 calories worth of Soylent, and I, but I'm maybe feeling a little hungry, I'll have some handful of some, some salted peanuts or something. But, uh, and also a lot of seltzer, lots and lots of cans of sparkling soda, water, seltzer. Mm. So for the most part, that mm-hmm. is what you live on. You, yeah. you have Soylent and, you know, the odd fortune cookie and nuts and nuts yeah and fizzy water yeah pr- right. pretty much yeah that's what it is and for how long have you been doing this soylent nuts and fortune well it's been cookie diet so first started in gosh beginning of 2015 but it's been a, a transition right because i it, it took us a while to get used to just having the soylent mm. so it's 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 slowly taken over more and more of my diet as i've gotten more and more willpower and more and more used to having just soylent and it's been a transition, but I suppose this 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 year has been really um, like the like the most soylent of of years for me. It was a soylent year. Yeah, it's just but the best kind. He's but, just mainlining soylent now because they have coffee soylent now, or, or a coffeeist as they call it. It and it um is is full of caffeine, so I have that every morning. Well, I'm home. I don't have it on the road, unfortunately. I don't ship it to the UK. Not and yet. It, and it's too it's too much to carry as well. Hmm. Um, Do you have anything to declare? Yes. Uh, uh, two suitcases worth of Soylent. <laughs> well, well, actually, when I had the powdered version of Soylent, and I, was, I, put that, I tried to bring that on the plane, but the TSA um, searched my bags, and when I asked them why they were searching my bags, they took out this, and they were really looking at the Soylent carefully, and it was because oh, yeah. the po- they said the powder was so fine, it showed up on their system as liquid. Oh, right. <laughs> right, but... But luckily, I don't even have the powdered... I don't use the powdered version of Soylent So anymore, I came up to but... them and smoothed things over. I was like, look, guys, this isn't liquid. It's cocaine, you know. Yeah. And, Indeed, yeah. And they were cool yeah, with it. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Fair enough. Sometimes, you know, you need a line to make you know, make yourself feel a little bit better. Uh, Ethan, what about you? Do you have any food proclivities? So mine are really random. Like, there are certain fruits that, um, like, oranges... <laughs> really drive me nuts uh for some reason um but uh it's just this very strong odor that i've always been uh made uneasy by but um um then a few other things like if i thought of them i would um 
but um, generally I can I can eat just about anything. Um, I'm I'm probably the le- Jack and I are probably the least uh, food restricted out of all of us. So wherever you are, you can get by, provided that yeah, you know, oranges are not. Right. I mean, sans I, uh, skin and right. Being very yeah, odiferous yeah exactly. Near you. Exactly. I mean, if someone want, if someone wants to, if someone's gonna eat one around me, I'm not gonna complain about it. I might walk away, um, but um, but uh, no, I can. I I um, I'm able to eat. I'm able to eat uh, most things. Um, so um, including um, an occasional uh. Um, these guitars actually look quite delicious. Sometimes um, when you know you need something to gnaw on, mm-hmm. you know a little bit of you know rosewood or maple yeah. goes down a real yeah, treat. Man. Very tasty. So you'll eat more or less anything, including guitars and basses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is yeah. This... So when's the pre-interview gonna uh, end so we can start the real one? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Caveman, the film? Oh, excellent. I, I've, I've. Uh, so I assume you, you. We've ta- you've seen Caveman? Yes. I quite like the film. I mean, I know it's, you know, it's... I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. But... Yeah, it's, 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 you know... Set it up for me. Okay, Caveman. Caveman! Uh, a movie starring Ringo Starr from the late 70s. Um... They don't call it the Stone Age for nothing. And there's no dial... There's no English dialogue or a real dialogue in the entire movie. It's all just caveman grunts. Atuk, zug, zug. Claymation dinosaurs living amongst the people, mm. and um, and I think it's I think it's a fun movie, right? It's not. It's a brilliant film. It shouldn't be. It's amazing. I I cannot remember when I last saw it, but the bottom line is I still remember some of the non-English dialogue. Yeah, a galana. Yeah, Lana a Luna a tukre. A tuk zug zug Yes, which even though you might not be able to speak central caveman you can probably work out what it means and uh and i love the fact that ringo star his caveman dialect is most definitely scouse <laughs> uh, and that's it was on the set of that film that he met barbara bach yeah it's, he met his his future longtime wife on that film and in the in the film the very last scene he, he throws barbara into a huge pile of stool yes or foul or or shit however. shit shit is perfectly acceptable <laughs> <laughs> and um and i kind of get the idea this is a film that you obsessed over oh, I saw it for a, a little times. bit right I wouldn't say obsessed and but it randomly came up in conversation after your arrival here and and like mm-hmm. noah rolled his eyes when he heard us both going on about oh all things God. caveman it's like oh no yeah no. yeah you're not gonna well, get started about here we go yeah you know has a really and uh i i'd say uh i'd say to be charitable whimsical i was gonna say stupid <laughs> the theory about the movie that uh, it was originally made to be a serious movie but then when they realized how uh stupid it looked they threw in a, a, a couple of funny bits and I, I to me it's quite obvious it was meant to be a comedy from the start because we yeah we all know that Ringo Starr was really really into 
caveman uh, psychology and wanted to do an in-depth analysis. Oh, certainly. Of yeah. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. So, yeah. yeah, he's I, one of those people that believes that, uh, you know, dinosaurs still right, inhabit the right, Earth. Yeah. yeah or, or, not not or, one of those deniers. Yeah. To this day. <laughs> to this day. And it wasn't claymation. Those... <laughs> that, those dinosaurs were real. Yeah, so was the shit. <laughs> Did you see the, 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 the fried egg scene? That? Oh god, that I don't, I don't remember that scene. The, that there's a huge dinosaur uh, egg, and they rolled it off the cl- a cliff, and it landed into this like sort of like a um, pool of uh, what do you call it? Lava. A, 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 a thermally. Um, uh, uh, heated water, right? Hmm. From kind of like a geyser, a geyser. G- yeah, ge- a geyser, and uh, and and it was turned into a, a giant fried egg. <laughs> yeah, of course, because it's they. You know, Ringo in that film, you know, invents modern music. Yeah, the invention of music, cooking. the invention of modern music in that scene is, I, I think, it's actually a cool song. But that's it's yeah, really good. yeah. <laughs> film and I thought I was the only person that remembered it and uh, and me Michael I thank you for being a partner in <laughs> caveman loving crime and by the way I, I apparently um, in the movie theater when it came out they uh, moviegoers received a little card of translations of the caveman lingo oh I'd love to wow. have one yeah wow. it's a I great souvenir That's yeah cool. so like zug zug um, <laughs> intimate relations <Yeah. laughs> to Galungalana a woman yeah. Uh, brilliant goodness yeah I'm amazed that they didn't you know come up with a dubbed version of <laughs> subtitles and then there's one character who miraculously actually speaks English yeah <laughs> yeah ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have written the script for that bad boy and you are not only performing in this country, New Michael. You are also looking for a woman from Pinna. Um, well, I'm looking. I'm looking. For, I'm also here for the Sheilas, because it's all about the Sheilas. It's all about the Sheilas because you know I'd like I'd like to get my uh, UK pa- passport. I suppose I'd settle for a European passport as well. Sensitive topic. Yes, yeah. carry on. Right, <laughs> right. So, but so, anyways, if but that's just if the Sheila's listening who aren't aren't in you know the UK. Um, I mean, ideally, you would find a half British, mm-hmm. half EU national. There you go. Right from Pinna, mm-hmm. you would marry her, and you'd be able to avail avail yourself of all of her rights that's and. Young. Pinna obviously is very important to right. yourself because of your love for Elton John. For, for Elton John, grew, grew up in, in Pinner. As to, to, to quote, to quote Elton John, this is where I learned where he, I was from Pinner, as how pleased he was to, to have a, a, a chart a, a chart topper on black radio in the United States. To, to me, as, as a white as a little white boy from Pinner, to have not just one but two hits on black radio, that's more than I could ever have asked for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you grew up in north the Northwood Hills area, mm. and he and um and that's where he wrote uh, your song with, with Bernie because Ber- Bernie would take the train in and sleep overnight. Um, I think from Lincolnshire, I think was where Bernie would take the train train from. That's a long trek, particularly back then. Right, so that's why they so, so that's why Bernie would sleep overnight. Um, at Elton's parents' house, and they would, they would be writing mm. those songs in the early days, and, and then of course. 
the biggest hit to come out of Elton's parents' flat in, in uh, Northwood Hills was Put, your Turn song. that racket down. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Elton takes his tennis seriously. This is true. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, you saved this my is, dumb uh, joke. You're referencing a scene from uh, Tantrums and Tiaras. Uh, yeah, t- uh, yeah, yeah, Tiaras and Tantrums. Yeah, I, think Which, it's, I think it's Tantrums and Tiaras. It is tantrums and Tiaras. It, yeah, but, he has a great diva strop. But he does well. It, it, well, his his. I am referencing that because he he does say how he takes his tennis really seriously in that movie. But he also, I know. Otherwise, he takes his tennis very seriously. For instance, uh, his um, friendship with Billie Jean King. Um, oh, right. And, um, and, of course, the song uh, about the tennis team called the Philadelphia Freedoms and uh, became the song Philadelphia Freedom, which is big number. Which was a number one hit. Uh, I didn't know they were a tennis team. There was huh. a tennis team briefly called the Philadelphia huh. Freedoms. Interesting. And that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. All roads lead to tennis. I suppose. All roads lead to pinner. Or as Paul McCartney would say when he was performing live in Red Square, all roads lead to Moscow. Now, Ethan, I, I yeah. have to ask you this. Having a person with uh, who is a musical encyclopedia as New Michael is... Mm-hmm. Not, I wouldn't say musical encyclopedia. I'd say encyclopedia about like like two or three tiny things about music. Right. About El- Elton John, Paul McCartney, Kate Bush. But we have a show here in the UK, a programme called uh, uh, Mastermind, in which people choose a specific topic mm. and they get asked by oh, yeah, I've heard of this. by uh, you know, the host to answer them and, and so on. And you, you would absolutely you know, win in a big way there. But Ethan, how do you feel about Elton John and Paul McCartney? We'll talk about Macca shortly. Are you a music fan? Uh, were you a, uh, a fan of these artists before? I got, not really. Um, I did have. I did have one. Um, uh, my my friend since fourth grade did try to start essentially a Beatles tribute band once years ago. I was like, okay, cool. Never did anything. But but your big uh, thing is um, the uh, that uh, oh yes yes there 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 is a fellow who. Um, who um, makes some very uh, What's his name? very vulgar, but that's actually not my reason for valuing them. Very bizarre songs. <laughs> this is Ethan's favorite Spook. music. Um, <laughs> is this a death metal entity? Or? I, I don't Definitely know. not death metal. Um, no, because no one actually a- put me on to it um, as a lad. What's his name again? Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall. <laughs> yeah, that's his favorite music. Um, but no, Jen. Genuinely, I, I, I don't, um, I, I do enjoy, um, this is the most cliched answer, and I'm sorry to, um, give it, um, to, um, a, to aficionados such as yourselves, but I do genuinely like a bit of everything. It's a good way um, to so be. Yeah, yeah, I think that a lot of the songs New Michael enjoyed, I, I enjoy as well, um, even that's, though that's not my sort of focus so um so yeah yeah i just kind of i enjoy music you know uh my my father was actually a um uh uh choral music choral musician so um i i was exposed to more more classical music growing up actually it is didn't he get didn't he have his uh phd yeah yeah he had a phd in uh sacred music actually Uh, oh goodness i mean you would have had music in the house in a big way oh yes yes Yes, and my my brother, my younger brother is actually a cellist, um, and he, he's quite good. Um, and Noah, who 
sadly can't be here. Right. He played he me on. one of his. He's yeah. passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah mm-hmm. played me a few tracks from his band, who are a hybrid of Joy Division and Roy Orbison. <laughs> yeah. Was it Joy Devorbison? I think. Um, I th- I think that was the name. Yeah, and basically, so doing Roy Orbison songs in the style of Joy Division. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely ingenious. Really, really, really good. Are you guys fans? Does he subject you to these? No, tracks? I've only heard briefly. I, I, I think the concept is amazing and hilarious. Um, I've only heard a couple snippets. Um, yeah. And I think, unfortunately, I think that project of his is now uh, defunct. Yeah, he was telling me they, uh, they formed, they did one gig, mm-hmm. and then broke up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really. F- pay- Play close attention to Noah's music much. Some of it is mm. is good. I, but the thing that I like most that Noah's done musically is awareness. So, so awareness is this mm-hmm. uh, character. Should say character, and you would, Noah would show up only wearing the, a mask and only be built and known only as awareness. So it was uh, anonymous, and yep. the songs were all like. Um, Beach day, day at the beach, beach. I beach went day. to the beach. So we went to the garden in the morning. Then we p- planted so many seeds. We got sunburned, so we decided to ha- wash ourselves off at the beach. Beach day, day at the beach. Beach day, day at the beach. And they're all kind of like that. And how does that day progress? I mean, uh, you know, the surfing features. No, swimming? no, they're all they're all so simple. Uh, the one one of the so- uh, songs would be like, um, um, don't. I don't like popcorn because it tastes like air. Like, that's the whole song is like that. Mm. Or shaking a hand, sucking a dick, shaking a hand, sucking a dick. I had a very unfortunate experience with the police once. (laughs) (laughs) Some cops are assholes. Not all cops are assholes. (laughs) So it gets quite political in places. Not not really. (laughs) I'm trying to give some. (laughs) I know, yeah. You make it very tough for me, Trax. I can dance, do, do. I I can dance. Dance, do, do. Everyone will notice me. Do, do. I can dance. Do, do. I can dance. Do, do. Do, do, I'm a huge awareness fan now. Awesome. I'm loving awareness. And, and he covered um, Oh Superman <laughs> in, in that. Oh, yeah. Oh Superman. Oh, mom and dad. <laughs> I'd like but to thank the other bands for leaving. Yeah. Does he do the uh, 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 Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. <laughs> Fantastic. And then and when, and when he did that, um, that was the one time I performed with awareness. In, oh, yes. In, in my first my first time coming ever going to New York as an adult, this was a lot of years ago, um, and then I, I made a surprise appearance masked as well as awareness's father and and i came and disciplined disciplined him (laughs) after that interrupted in the middle and that's how the show ended (laughs) so you you used you you abused your position really didn't you (laughs) well of course planned what did noah say after sorry what did awareness say to you afterwards we're not performing anymore dad <gasps> I, no I, I forget exactly how it went I wasn't it was there. like oh, oh what a love shame. you son oh, I love you dad and then eventually like I was on top of him and it was I was smacking the piano keys over it was really really quite raunchy actually um 
I suppose. Talking of music, in addition to Elton John, you have a great love for Paul McCartney. And Kate Bush. And in the case of the former, it isn't so much the Beatles era as the his solo stuff and wings yeah. that you're the most passionate about, which is very, very unique. And mm-hmm. a, a previous guest on the Dukie radio show, Moxie Moxington, also known as Ms. Moxie, is also the same way. Um, to quote Alan Partridge, Wings, the band the Beatles could have been. These wings. They're only the band the Beatles could have been. And you subscribe to this. What is your favourite guise of Macca's uh, post-Beatles career? Ah, uh, jeez. Um, I mean, I I really like the McCartney Two album. Uh, it'd be easier to say like Band on the Run because right because every because of course that's, it's a very popular album. Right, I mean it's obviously like a very very good album, but um, not quite up to awareness standards. Right, but what is right? And of course, I, it like, predates awareness. So. I like you know it's, it's B No, I actually um ripped off awareness from Paul McCartney. This is a little known fact. It was a side project he was going to do, but uh, he never got around to it. Oh goodness, the truth comes out. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I listened to like his his B sides a lot, like uh, so very obscure titles like called Ubu Jubu, mm. or a song called Don't Break the Promise, or. Uh, or Linda McCartney song B side to Seaside, which is literally the B side to a song called Seaside. Um, <laughs> These definitely were uh, sort of afterthoughts. Like, yeah. Goodness, are we putting this out as a single? We better get a B side sorted. <laughs> yeah. Linda, how a go? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I like. Um... Are you a Linda McCartney fan? Yeah, um, but see the thing. Do you like it... a keyboard playing? Um, and backing vocals. So th- the thing is, it's like... Um, May she rest in peace. And also the, great veggie sausages. I, I don't mean to be disparaging. Uh, th- th- there's a reason why they had to do overdubbing on the Wings Over... Uh, I think it was the Wings Over America live uh, record. And Linda was that reason. So... Mm. Um, Who is the better keyboard player? Yoko or Linda? Uh, I was... Beats the shit out of me. <laughs> How should I know? <laughs> I don't know. I have no special knowledge about keyboard playing. I, I definitely don't know much about Yoko Ono's keyboard playing. Who was the better vocalist? <gasps> Linda, Linda, McCartney. Linda McCartney, hands down. <laughs> and you did something very, very special. And I oh, reckon yes. that you are probably the only person to visit okay. London to do this. Okay, yeah, we wrote, we re- I reenacted the an Ethan film yep. a bit of it. Um, uh, the Paul McCartney music video for the song Press from 1986, from the album Press to Play, hmm. um, where, El- where Paul McCartney just uh, rode on the tube from East Kensington to Piccadilly Circus. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? It was South Kensington. South Kensington. South Kensington. South Kensington. And, I mean, who knows why he chose that, but I... I've seen the music video loads and loads of times mm. and I knew I was going to London and I want so I decided I wanted to go on the same route he did in that in that video it was it was quite fun. It's one of the first things you did on arrival yep. here as well. Yeah. 
there was no no doubting that that was going to happen the night that you yeah. arrived here and I saw the stills from it and it's quite uncanny despite you know there's th- a 31 years difference there's a yeah <laughs> 31 years difference and of course also I'm not even on the McCartney of this troupe I'm not literally McCartney no right but you still exude the talent and good nature of our favorite Liverpudlian <laughs> And I understand you, you know, mingled with the locals. Yeah. You chatted up women while doing this. Uh, uh, there, yeah. There's one, there's there's a lady in the still who, um, <laughs> uh, so I was, I was sitting right across from New Michael and very carefully trying to center my phone so it's clear that I'm filming him and not filming random women on the tube. So <laughs> at one point she kind of looks up and has this, sort of uncomfortable look on her yeah, face. She's looking uncomfortable the whole time, and then I, so, I, I calm her down. I'm very, very, very... I'm, tr- I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like trying to... F- set, like, I'm not filming you. Um, so he turns around and he's like... Yeah, yeah. And then I say, I say to her... Um, you know, I don't even know this, this, this guy. He's filming me. I don't know. I don't know him, but uh, I, I don't... He, Who's this wise guy? Yeah, he's going to have... Are you from Pinner? Yeah, and he's gonna have, uh, but he—he's not allowed to use this without getting my permission. I'm sure. I'm gonna have to sue him. Yeah, no release forms will be yeah. signed after this. I'll have you know. Yeah, but uh, but that's that's why in the in the still that we have on our Facebook, she's smiling big yeah. because I I I I used my persuasion skills there to calm her down. Oh, you're such a charmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it helps that Ethan, you come across as such a a nice person that. Even though you were filming people mm-hmm. right literally in their faces, right, because yeah. you have this nice energy about yourself, Good. they were thinking, oh, I don't know why this person's filming me, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to going home to Pinner, and mm-hmm. who's that sexy guy with the tash sat next to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I- I- I'm just filming. I'm filming because I need storage for my thumb drive. <laughs> I, I, I need to. I, I already. I need to fill up my thumb drive because I need a new one. The the late, the newer models are so much better. <laughs> mm. T- tell me more about the the storage. Oh, well, storage uh, options. Well, uh, you can get a 32 gig. Is like, that is that enough? No, I'm talking 96 gig, Whoa. baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to do a sketch with this character. Um, uh, wasn't great, but I think it has uh, some it potential. Okay. And he and he held and he held up a big old desktop computer, and it was that was his thumb drive. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> and talking about it's a big thumb drive. It's got to be at least three gigabytes. And you know what they say about the size of your thumb drive? <laughs> what do they say about the size of your thumb drive? The bigger it is, the more storage it can have. Mm. Yep. So uh. Uh, yeah, ja- um, we had a sketch where Jack was um, dressed as a Sheila in a coffee shop, and yeah, was, uh, it's yeah, rubbing off cool. on me. Um, and uh, the whole Sheila business, and uh, I would come up and be like, "I want to take your picture," <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, I would um, get on my phone and be like. No, that pickup line didn't work either. I'm going to stop paying you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Were I not afraid of getting maced, I may have used that line to try and fail to defuse the situation on the tube. (laughs) (laughs) And all of this, you you put your lives at risk. You could potentially have been uh, directed to the police, arrested, or 
in the name of recreating the press video from Paul McCartney from 1986. Yeah, exactly. That is dedication to art. I, I mean, I don't think we were ever in any uh, any danger, per se. Like, if it got out of hand, we nah, would have... Nah, we're always in constant danger. I disagree. Indeed. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to add some... Yeah. I'm trying to add some, some flames beneath this here. Yeah. It could have been... Fair horrible enough. things could have happened. You could have been deported. Your yep. tour cancelled prematurely. Ban- banned from the UK. And, and all of this because that you were recreating Paul McCartney's press video. Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, in terms of um, your comedy style and the the sketches that you do, I detected, from my point of view, having seen you just uh, last week, a, a lot of uh, British influences. Mm. You mentioned that uh, Monty Python are an influence. Any other British influences? Uh, Tony Blair, Theresa May, Kate, Kate Bush, Bush, Jeremy Kate Corbyn, Bush, certainly. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. <laughs> it's that's a great source of, of amusement and indeed, uh, you know, at one time a British concern. Well, it's Still a, is yeah. really. We want mm-hmm. it back. We want I, you guys back. And I, I, I Come back. I'm not sure if you do. If it was up to me, I'd gladly Have give it Have you been back. to Lowell? <laughs> <laughs> we were... <laughs> any other comedy troops who inspired you when you were in the museum of comedy a couple of weeks ago um we were looking at this like besides python we didn't know any of this these comedians and stuff right and we yeah. want to know about them and learn yeah. about them because yeah, they're just unknown stateside and i don't know see the thing is is like i don't really know um uh, i don't follow comedians and comedy just like i don't follow bands and music and stuff i just sort of like a narrow set of narrow focus that i learn all all about and that's about it Mm. right but i but i of course love you know rutland recon television you know uh rwt um because to me like the week to my in my opinion the, the, the the music is the weakest part of of the program but uh, I did like the part when George Harrison was. Have you ever seen uh, George Harrison on Rutland? He, yes. He could television. Yeah. He comes yeah. does the pirate song. Yes. Uh, pirate version of My Sweet Lord or something. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, but you know, but most of the... So I grew up... I learned about Monty Python. This is a true story. When I was like 10 or 11, and uh, my comedy heroes at the time were things... People were, were the South Park people, Trey mm. Parker and Matt Stone. And they said that one of their biggest influences was uh, Python. And so because of that, I was endeavored to try, I tried to find Monty Python and I went and was, I was first able to get some of the, the, the records because I had like Napster or something and I got the records easily. And then fuck you, Lars. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then got, um, and then got the, the, uh, VHSs from a local library. So, so, you immersed yourselves in all things Python. And now for something completely different. Warning. The following video clip contains strong language and has therefore been rated 18 plus by the YouTube NECCA. Viewer discretion is advised. So, so Jack doesn't swear. He's a non-swearing man. No, the last time he sweared was, pro- according to him, was uh, by accident when he was nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness! Yeah, I mean, how you also can't see nudity. What he he his like his eyes just become blurry, or he yeah. has to divert uh, his gaze uh, away uh, from uh, scales grow over his eyes if he sees it. So right, like, he can't literally can't see it. 
But then he allows himself to be filmed naked for the likes of one Aspie, two cups. So he can't yeah, view it, um, but he can participate in it. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, exactly. that's an amazing, no, no, we, yeah, we an had, amazing dynamic. Yeah, we, we, he had a stunt cock, so a stunt todger for him. <laughs> a stunt todger. Yeah, and, and who provided the said uh, member? Oh, it was it, it was just one of those you know retail no name ones. You know, you, you right. p- pick it up with a you now todger wholesale store. Todger. So is that a, a popular business in, in Lowell or Boston? You know, they Todger? have them at Sam's Club, at, yeah. uh, which is a Walmart affiliate. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of making it a Walmart affiliate. Yeah. Just add some oomph to that. It does. <laughs> and uh, any other strange characteristics that you're willing to share from your comedy troupe? The fact that Jack um, refuses to acknowledge nudity or refuses to look at it and refuses to swear must be difficult to maintain. I suppose and he also in the topsy turvy world of of comedy. You know, I, say... I mind it less than the other two, honestly. Well, I think um and I, I think uh, anyway you were saying. Well I was gonna say Jack doesn't Jack doesn't say that we can't swear in our personal lives, although sometimes uh, sometimes I can tell he feels a little uncomfortable when right. we're really mm-hmm. starting to act, act like sailors. But but the thing is the fact that if Jack wasn't in the troupe we probably would have over the years all this time we probably would have a little bit of swearing in our show mm-hmm. over the years but i think it's actually that's really for the better that we don't yeah. because mm-hmm. we don't need it and, yeah and, and i'm a hypocrite about it but i'm kind of the same way as jack i'm not as reflexive about it but I, it's not something I go out of my way to to do. Wait a minute, this is a, this is a funny story actually. So, uh, oh, what <laughs> have I gotten into? <laughs> in, the early, in, in the early been opened. in the early days of the troop, uh, we had to we, before you know we really had it in our heads. No swearing. Oh boy! Because we, oh boy! We had, we had something about I think the line was like kick your ass or something mm. or kick you in the ass. So we we, oh, we had boy. to censor. Oh, we had this. to censor ass. For Jack, we had to figure out. So we changed. So we went ass to mouth, <laughs> and we said we censored ass to mouth. <laughs> but it's ironic that Jack is responsible for going ass to mouth. <laughs> That's brilliant. So yeah, because I've uh, Ethan, I've not heard you drop a single S or F bomb. I mean, it's it's something I do when I'm when I'm pissed, honestly. <laughs> very angry, as right. you guys say. That's fine. I understand. I can speak American. We're good. But I, I but appreciate all your listeners. Yes, thank you. I mean, out of anger, sometimes it's necessary to to grab an expletive. In the UK, we mm-hmm. really do love our swearing. Mm. Like the, the c word in particular. Yeah, gets I was going to say that's um in, in the US. That's um that's uh it's a no one zone. step below the n word. I'd say right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do yeah. not say this he yeah. word um I-, I was on tour stateside and i was in somewhere in the midwest mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it was actually uh, omaha and mm. at a, a really really nice diner mm-hmm. and i was there with my band and we were talking normally as we do and dropped a couple of of solid c words mm-hmm. uh-huh. and quite naturally not not deliberately to evoke any reaction right and there was a 
elderly couple behind us and they asked to change booths because oh, we wow. were offending them so badly. <laughs> oh, wow. And I felt really, really bad because mm. I, if that's what we, you know, if our intention really was to get those cunts to move, right. <laughs> we would have been far more foul. And that's when I realised, oh my word, yes, stateside, the C word, naughty, 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 naughty. And of course, because New Michael has really picked up the lingo. You know, you say maths, you use bum on seats as a phrase, and it all feels very, very natural. Although, for reasons that I don't know, you continue to use Sheila's uh, to describe our women here. Women anywhere. He keeps using this obscure Russian slang. It's really weird. <laughs> and exactly. The final stage of you, of you oh, adopting yeah. all things British is really to embrace the C word. You can do it in country, you know, here. It'll be accepted. Obviously... You know, they in addition in addition to Asperger's, they might assume that you have Tourette's if you were to start right. doing that stateside. But here, here you can you can embrace your inner cunt. It, it, it's his plan for going through customs. He's gonna um, talk about <laughs> getting frustrated really loudly. <laughs> you know, well, it's... you need not do it on air. This is not pressure. You know, off pod. I've had many conversations with New Michael in which he he's asked me about how Brits do certain things, how the oh. phrases that we use. That really is your your graduation. <laughs> your graduation is going to uh, in becoming. Uh, an adopted Brit is really hanging in the balance about how you accept the C word. The thing is, is I don't think, unlike the N word, right, where there's where you're where it's like it's there's no group of people that sort sort. Well, some some people it, well, it state, women, some people but, see it as being misogynistic. Um, mm, but, so I, I don't know if anything uh, similar happens here. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I I, I I I I toyed with saying it on air, but I'm not going to. Oh, you, you don't have to, but the fact that you're considering Wait for Jack it, to get here. He'll drop him. He'll, yeah. he'll drop him yeah. left and right. Because it is just a fantastic word, really. It just the sometimes only the C word will do. Again, you're under no pressure. It's, it's something that's here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and weirdly, well, it, I mean the meaning. I mean, oh, right. Well, it, it's every kind of meaning can apply to it, and it's uh, you know, kind of like a fucker shit. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. And it can be used in, in quite an endearing way as well. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. God, I've really missed you. How are you yeah. doing? Okay, yeah. so, so the same way the blacks use the N-word. So that yeah. that's that's what that's what you're going to say in customs. You're going to go, I'm... <laughs> well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> and um, so after you're finished with your British and European promotional campaign of mm. Asperger's Us, you then do it all over again in North America oh, yes. with a ridiculously short gap. You're barely going to be recovering from jet lag and then you're yeah. on the road again. Yeah, the tour doesn't really stop, honestly. It just... Yeah, we're very grateful for the three d that we set aside three days, but still. Um, 31st, we're driving down to New York City and um, heading west from there up into Canada, um, then looping back through, uh, through the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the West East tour, yeah. yeah. And with regards to the performance that I saw last week, yeah, and that show, is that what you're going to be touring stateside, uh, or are you working on new material? How different is it going a, to be a, from what we had? A bit. It yeah. depends. Mm -hmm. um, I think it all depends. Yeah. I think in, in New York is going to have to be a lot different because yeah, because we've we, done the same show in New York twice this year already. I, I, or I, virtually I, the same show. Honestly, I'd say, 
I'd say in a pretty similar show also in January. So we've done it basically we've done that show four right, times. Yeah, yeah, twice this year. No, yeah. or, th- or no, because we did twi- three to three. Well, okay, th- sure, three times. Uh, two, two, two trips to New York. We did the yeah, same. So, uh, so yeah, so Brooklyn's going to be a little bit different. Although I, I expect perhaps a bit of it's going to be quite different. But places where we've never been, it's it'll going, be less of an issue. But uh, yeah, so it'll be it'll be more of a yeah we're. It depends all about what we get sick of, or you right. know, what I mean, because for instance, I don't get excited to perform anymore because I'm so sick of the material. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about this, new Michael and I, actually last night that we, you know, we we were trying to work towards getting a new show. Yeah. Good. Um, but I, but I, um, but I'm a bit like John. John Cleese says in his in his books and interviews about how he doesn't really get excited mm. to be an actor or performer. It's more the the writing that excites him and mm-hmm. just going on on stage and saying saying the, the a line and getting a reaction it doesn't feel quite as satisfying mm-hmm. as as, sure. as as writing it although it's quite satisfying writing it then getting the reaction but once you know once you get the reaction a couple of times it's it doesn't feel mm-hmm. um you know there's not much excitement there or, for me anyway so the the actual creative process is what inspires you the most rather than necessarily the the performance side well, do, I, do you feel that you end I, up I, I say, going I think, into autopilot I think the, I think the, yeah I do, I do. I, I perform it like once or twice or even a, a, a handful of times perfectly to a great response but then once once I've gotten the response and I've of course done the creative process and I've felt satisfied and um, my, my sense of sense of self-worth has has spiked because hey I wrote something good and people like it and then after that I don't I, I don't my sense of self-worth comes from have, being able to write material not from being able to perform it I think mm-hmm. so I don't but I do like the bits of the show then that are improv for for that reason because then it's a little bit more exciting and there's more of a there's more of a thrill if if you do something that's improv and then there's a, a, a an instant reaction and you get to do that in the Q and A portion in, of in the Q and A and a couple in a couple parts mm-hmm. during the during the during the sketches as well. In terms of the the Q and A's, uh, is there one question that you always get asked that you just wish? no more presumably you must be tired of being asked why you're called new michael mm-hmm. have you had enough of that um well no because that's something i know i'm just gonna get asked always right. I, I i kind of uh, here's a little secret but just between me you and your listeners mm. because you know after all it's not a huge podcast i assume Ten thousand downloads i'll have you know a week or, to- or, or total of the history of the... No, for each episode. Each 10, episode. 10,000 subscribers. Aye. Yeah, I think you guys have like, belittled all of this. <gasps> well, anyway... How dare you? Well, anyway... He it's did. only a... I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. anyway... Yeah. Ten... It's probably a little... Yeah, it's a little, little dookie with his podcast. <laughs> anyway, a little yes. dookie with his podcast. Yeah, so... So, anyway, oh, so... Maybe I won't tell you the, the goddamn <laughs> secret then. <laughs> uh, don't be a cunt. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Uh... Here's a secret. Come on. Let's see. A secret is not really a secret, but uh, is that new calling myself New Michael's p- 
performance art, right? It's it's there's no it's it's for me. It's just funny calling right. myself new Michael, and that's back to the movie. One of the things that pisses me off about the movie is it where does new Michael come from? It makes it <laughs> makes it seem like makes it seem like new Mike. I made myself new Michael to honor my dad or something. It fits into his narrative. That is that was my you know impression. <laughs> right. It's it's annoying that it's edited that way. It is one of the things that. <laughs> annoys me the most about the movie honestly but new michael is performance art so therefore i expect people to ask me about new michael and i expect to 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 say whatever canned responses i, I kind of have mm-hmm. over the year you know and one that i don't if it's okay if i want one that i mean doesn't annoy me maybe but i've kind of heard it a million times like oh where'd y'all meet which is a reasonable enough question but just get sick of it. Answered it yeah. to death in a million different formats. <laughs> yeah, and you would think that, particularly and in, in North case America, you were wondering, uh, we met because Noah was our parole officer. Mm-hmm. Indeed, mm-hmm. and you all had they're all sex crimes as well, which is interesting. Right, but in the United States, see, sex crime is is different. You can give. You have to be register as a sex offender if you get caught, for instance, peeing in public. You know, you, if you because after all, you've got your todger out, so you're uh, uh, considered on the same category as a, a rapist oh, under dear. the law. Uh, it's all a little bit extreme, Quite isn't mess. it? Yeah. yeah it's, anyway, it's anyway, me and Jack were having a todger party, and and you know. And we got caught, and Noah was the parole officer, so... Yeah, you must get in that situation whereby you deliberately come up with different answers just because the, the yeah. stock one is just so... so played, even if it's the truth. But yeah, yeah. Parole, yeah but he seems a, a nice enough chap as a parole officer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Could, we could have done worse. Uh, do you ever think you'll do a show that you tour where the name of the show is in big print and it just so happens that in small print it's done by a group called Asperger's or Us. I, I, I would like that. I've, I've thought about that's the way we could do things mm. someday, but... Um... I mean, you're riding the, the wave and right. what you're doing makes perfect sense. Right, but yeah. would that be a goal, possibly? Or, or perhaps, because if we have enough Facebook fit followers, right, we could still promote it to them and then in the marketing that just brings anyone in, just the regular Joe... Or, or the people who aren't right. already our fans, right? right stuff yeah. that the venue might do to promote it, you know, could use that materials instead. Mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. like that because yeah, I, because what I, I always hate it when when venues will share the trailer to the right. mo- to the to the documentary right. about yeah, us that, when they promote the show. That, that is quite. I mean, it's if they mention. I mean, you know, we. I mean, because on the one hand, yeah, you know, when we reach out to venues, we mention we'll mention the documentary, of but. Like, so we know that we don't mind if they mention it, but like using the trailer, you know, the trailer is just, and you know, we won't rehash our issues with Mm. the movie, I promise. But, you know, the trailer is for a movie about comedians. It's not, well, yeah, it's not, it doesn't show our work and we have clips um, uh, Mm. of our work online. It'd be better that you stuff from your YouTube channel. Yeah, Yeah, because we're not the documentary, right? Right. So to me, it's so absurd that they'd share the the documentary, the the trailer to it. Because it's like showing like before uh, 
before a concert and showing some some interview some interview with a with the performer. It'd be show, you know? it'd, no, not even. It'd be like showing because that would be fine. But well, no, but, well, but, but I mean, it'd like, be like showing one that the, wasn't uh, about music at all. Right. I, I see your yes, point. Yes, I mean, it'd be like sh- uh, showing the uh, the. Uh, the proning Elton John concert um, by showing the trailer to Tantrums and Tiaras. Right. But yeah, absolutely. But, but and assuming that and and just imagine that trailer. I don't never seen the trailer for that, but just imagine there's no music or talk of music in it, and there's just the the, the bits about it's his just Elton life. John selling reverse mortgages. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I do remember the trailer that was shown on television for that, and it was largely the tantrums with tiny little clips of him performing. Yeah. And, but yeah, it was about, when it was being advertised, I knew what I was, you know, going to be experiencing. And to a certain extent, you know, I was waiting for those tantrums. (laughs) And the tiaras as well, to be fair. They're both excellent. It's wonderful. I don't fucking make film. I hate fucking videos. There are fucking loads of them. And I tell you this, I am not doing this video. And now for something completely different. Uh, I, I adore Kate Bush. Um, I, um, I'm a huge fan. She's not big in the United States at all. But she's really big here, so I'm glad to be here um, in, in, you know, the, the country of Kate Bush. Certainly. Um, and the Sheila I met last night was mm-hmm. a Kate Bush fan. So that was oh, nice. right. oh, oh, yeah, good. she was. Yeah. Is she also from Pinner or? No, she she's fr- she was from uh, uh, Portsmouth. Right. Okay. Which 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 we uh, which we were at. We, uh, yeah, we, we, we took there, the ferry but, but we in took, Portsmouth. We took and... the took the ferry from. Oh, Isle you were of White. Of course, yeah, you would have gone yeah. through Portsmouth. Yeah, because yeah. we because we went out of um, Southampton, out of Southampton, and 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 back into Portsmouth. So. Um, but yeah, Kate Bush, big influence. Really, and... oh, okay. So here's something interesting. Mm. So yesterday there was I didn't realize this, but yesterday was the one year anniversary of when I reenacted Kate Bush's. I took I took part in the most Wuthering Heights day ever, which is a, fl- a flash mob worldwide of, of a phenomenon of people dressing up in the in the red dress mm. and reenacting fantastic reenacting Wuther- the Wuthering Heights dance. Yeah, we were we were on tour last summer in the states, and we, in it, and he went to Atlanta and uh, and yeah, did that right yeah. in, in Atlanta, and I had the dress, so I was in full drag. Um, and had a lot of fun dancing to Wuthering Heights. My dancing was horrendous, of course, but it was Did a lot of fun. Did you duplicate her moves from the video? By, by, yeah, by, that's, that's what everybody does. Oh, yeah, that's that's like all in sync. Oh. A flash mob in sync, oh, yeah. That is fantastic. He, he means he imitated Miley Cyrus in the Wrecking Ball video whilst singing Kate Bush, so... That's a combination. That's a combination. <laughs> that's that's just what Ethan fantasizes about. I mean, don't project Jack's Jack's bizarre stuff onto me, okay? Has Jack actually seen that that video, the Miley Cyrus one? Uh, I've no or, idea. Even for a brief split second, and then you know, Probably? averted his gaze. No, but in part, interestingly, <laughs> he references in, it. In part, because the that came into my that joke came into my head in part. Because the other day in Cambridge, he was listening to a version of that, a, a half cover, half parody of that song, very loudly. This is the most Jack thing ever. Very loudly whilst doing his morning routine. The interesting thing about this cover is it's this fella who does songs in the voice of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so at like nine in the morning. That is a combination. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jack likes a lot of really whimsical stuff. Yep. 
<laughs> you really are a fab Love bunch. Jack. We, <laughs> yeah, Jack's my favorite member of Asperger's by yeah. far. <laughs> He's the cute one, definitely. So is he the George Harrison of the group then? Absolutely. I've been mm. calling Jack Jack the George of the troop for years, and it's been a really self-fulfilling pro- prophecy because he wasn't the George five years ago, but I, I, I had a feeling he'd become it, and, and yeah, I, think, I think he has. Nice one. And you know, qua- obviously yeah. Noah is John. Those John, yeah. You are Paul. I guess I'm Ringo by default. Or is he Peter Best? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, I was... no, well, maybe. Well, Billy Preston. He's the yeah, Billy yeah. Preston of the I band. Did, Billy he... Preston did occur to me. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. He, he, Ethan's. Ethan's. Billy Preston would be lower than Ringo. He's no. Ethan, that you sell yourself short, Ethan. You're mm. definitely at least Ringo. Cool. Billy Star. Ringo Preston. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe and, we'll, we'll, we've yet to find our, our Billy Preston, somebody who's yeah. come come in late in the game. So who, who can it be? Well, you know, listen, the <laughs> it's early days. It's early yeah. days for you. They are yeah. early days. Although we are seven years seven years in, so. But just imagine it starting like when the Quarry Men started, right? When they were like fifteen or something. So like this is like when they were all twenty-two, just before. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So, so you, you, you we are... did know a guy once who was really, really into the Quarry Men. Well, oh, just specifically the Quarry Men. Yeah, he wasn't really into really into them so much as is to sound cool. He said, you know, the, the Quarry Men, you know, don't they? They were good, you know. After that, they sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was being a little edgy. They they went edgy, downhill as soon ed- as they edgy uh, in the, the most esoteric way. <laughs> right. <laughs> New Michael, Ethan, thank you Todger so much. Yes, thank you so much for gracing thank the you so, Duke this, this Radio Show with your Well, that is indeed your lot. Ethan and New Michael are a good laugh and were fab guests, not only on the Dukey Radio Show, but at my home as well. It's so great to see their comedy getting the recognition it deserves on both sides of the pond. Together with Noah and Jack, this quartet are destined for great things and are carrying on a comedy tradition that the likes of Peter Cook and Harry Seacombe would be most proud of. Having seen the show twice while they were in country, I was able to witness firsthand how this troupe evokes the sensibility and spirit that I've only seen in footage of Beyond the Fringe or in the recordings of The Goon Show. You've been listening to an interview with Asperger's R Us. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Cheers, mate, for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Facebook. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page. to find it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show the Dukey Radio Show
the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show, the Dukey Radio Show. You're still here. You're still listening to this. The outro music has come and gone, surely. That must have given you a little bit of a hint that things are done, dusted. Time to go to sleep. Time to, I don't know, read a book. Jump into the river naked. That kind of thing. Leave. Philassum. Go.